0: Good afternoon and welcome to America's Heroes Group Roundtable.
1: She serves, she matters. It's Saturday, March 19th, 2022. March is National Women's History and Disability Awareness Month. I am co-founder, veteran Vietnam, and host Cliff Kelly.
0: Yes, the Honorable Keith Platter. Thank you, sir. Uh, I am his co-host, Colonel Dr. Damon Arnold, and our executive producer is Glenda Smith. Digital media producer is the iconic Ivan Ortega of Scouts Iron Production. He's been doing a wonderful job with us today, as usual. And today uh, we have an esteemed panelist, uh, Sheila Jackson Lee, the Honorable Texas 18th Congressional District Congresswoman and America's Heroes Group Advisory Board member, uh, she is a wonderful, wonderful representative for our country. T- today, our discussion will be celebrating, honoring, and empowering our military women. And how are you doing, Congresswoman?
1: Just outstanding. It's a pleasure to be with all of the honorables that are uh, <laughs> online today. Thank you so very much for having me.
0: Oh, fantastic. Looks great. Looks great. Yeah. Because we were actually working with uh, a group uh, earlier uh, uh, talking about the homeless veterans and some of the legislation you were a fundamental part of uh, with the uh, Secretary uh, uh, Marsh uh, Fudge uh, from the HUD uh, and, you know, how you uh, actually got money accumulated for our veterans, a $1.2 billion bill that came through for homeless and I, I just have to applaud you for that before we even start to talk about yeah, anything that's else. Right. <laughs> uh you know, we have people who are elected uh that don't act. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they talk, they don't mm-hmm. act, but you talk and act. Right. <laughs> so we are so pleased, you know, pleased to have you as a representative of this country.
1: Well let me say this. I love our veterans. I have made it uh my um really focus in the United States Congress to include veterans and in all that we do. Uh, I'm very delighted that secretary Fudge was able to be with us uh, in uh, Houston this past Monday uh, and announced $2.7 billion for homelessness and including uh, applicants from the veterans community, which are really extensive. And I'm excited that we made the announcement at the U.S. vet and in that room, It was so humbling Were Korean War vet, Vietnam War vet, and yes, a World War II vet. Uh, And the joy that they um, expressed, because this was a facility for vets that would typically be homeless. Can you imagine a World War II veteran having to be in this place, but being safe, Mm -hmm. because he has a safe, uh, loving, and welcoming place that acknowledges and respects his service to Mm -hmm. go to? And that comes out of... Uh, federal funding. Uh, I also, um, in my uh, efforts to work with vets, is focused every year on PTSD. People Mm -hmm. think it has gone away, but it has not. And sometimes it comes later after the veteran or Mm -hmm. has uh, been separated from service. Mm -hmm. And so I try to increase every year funding for post-traumatic stress disorder so that there are centers even outside of the veteran's hospital system. And I have advocated and even started one in Houston, Texas, that was outside uh, the hospital system, uh, and uh, always emphasizing that veterans, I introduced legislation that said that veteran service, uh, the service in the military should be uh, equated to a level of service uh, when they apply for a job, that they shouldn't be entry-level. They should be looked upon as having the experience of the particular um title and the particular discipline that they utilize inside the military. So I hope that everyone recognizes that we must honor our veterans every single day.
0: You know, Representative uh, Lee, I have to say one thing. I, I said that when, I, when, when we were on the other show, they said $1.2 billion, and I was going to go out to give a toast. I'm not sure what I had to do now, because you were saying $2.7 <laughs> billion, So I had to up the ante with Cliff, <laughs> and we had to do something spectacular. We do. <laughs> to celebrate your success and yeah, what you've done. Is, this is wonderful. So, you know, so celebrating, honoring, and empowering our military women, what, what does that mean to you, and why is it so important to our nation to realize this is something to focus on and be uh, proud of?
1: First of all, I want to thank you, gentlemen, mm-hmm. for um, opening up this opportunity to discuss women veterans. And I, I guess I should, of course, say uh, that women veterans were in the room. Uh, I got hugs from a, a, a few of them mm-hmm. who appreciated uh, the fact that. Uh, in these increasing years and now in, uh, Women's History Month, but over these last years, we have really stepped it up in the veteran hospital system, in the veteran system, uh, to recognize women vets. And what this means to me is that, uh, the numbers started small, uh, and it took the military, um, a fairly substantial amount of time to sort of change direction. Uh, to be able to realize that there were women sailors, there were women Marines, women uh, in the Army, women in the Air Force, women in the Coast Guard, uh, merchant Marines, women everywhere uh, in the United States military. And, of course, we've seen um, a uh, few ascend to the uh, general level. Uh, I've met some, and it's very exciting. But what it means to me is that there is a place for women to serve their country as they have desired we look back at the history, we remember uh, the waves uh, in World War II, and remember all those who wore the nursing uniform. We remember the uh, ladies who went into the factories and could mm-hmm. do a car or do a machine as fast as um, anyone else uh, could. But now we hope that the fight uh, is uh, that it is to celebrate our women's veterans, uh, to thank them. And keeping that in mind, I was one of the members of Congress who joined in the Veterans Hospital, Michael E. DeBakey, when they opened the Women's Health Center for Women's Mm Veterans. So very important. I introduced legislation that has been accepted in a defense authorization bill almost for 10 years, and that is a triple negative breast cancer mm-hmm. to do more research in the united states military about triple negative breast cancer um and that deals specifically with women military personnel and then subsequently women vets so the idea is to say that women vets have a historical and present-day place in serving their nation and the services that are rendered on behalf of military personnel and families could equally be rendered for these women and of course These women are excited about their service. Uh, They celebrate their service. They eagerly volunteer to be in the service. And so that must be acknowledged. And I know you know there have been some dark moments, uh, some very dark moments uh, in the military Mm -hmm. as relates to sexual assault and issues uh, that uh, really um, that none of us would want to associate with the military. But we have to clean it up. And you know the tragedy of the young officer, uh, young uh, military person from Texas, Gillian, who simply wanted yes, since yes. a little girl to be in the service. Yes. Um, but in her name, uh, good things are coming. And we know that we express deepest loss for losing her. Mm-hmm. But we hope that change through her life will be better for others.
0: Yes. You know, those assaults you're talking about, they are dishonor- dishonoring the uniform. Because if you are uh, in the military, you, know, you are supposed to be representing the, uh, the people of the United States. When I, when I was uh, you know, in doing my combat tours in Iraq and in, uh, you know, in Kuwait and other places, I, I, I you know always uh, didn't care about a person's ethnicity, their race, how they, what kind of music they liked, what language they had in this country. As long as they were part of this country, we were fighting for them. And you cannot dishonor women who are serving next to you and still honor the people within this country because the people within this country are the women and the men that you are protecting. So, you know, it is a really, it's really a fundamental problem that I think you pointed out, um, Representative Lee, about these, the need to look past uh, this whole gender issue and start realizing that the person that's next to you is someone who is fighting for the right thing for democracy.
1: I think you've said it perfectly, and uh, I hope everyone is hearing you when you say it dishonors the uniform uh, and it dishonors America because America is made up of men and women, boys and girls, Mm -hmm. with aspirations and dreams. And when we uh, wear the uniform, when you wear the uniform, I I feel such a kinship. But when you wear the uniform, you know, I always use in my speeches that the men and women who wear the uniform accepted uh, the uh, responsibility uh, without and the willingness to sacrifice uh, without complaint. They put on the uniform without complaint. They put on the uniform and accept the duty. They put on the uniform and accept the fact that they may lose their life for their country. Uh, And when that is the definition, then that person who steps out of that high calling dishonors the uniform and soil, and soil uh, the very um, spirit of what the United States military is all about because it is about sacrifice and service and we do honor you for that.
0: Yeah. And and one of my uh people that I, you know, was very uh, you know, familiar with and friendly with it's this uh uh you know the congress uh this congresswoman um oh boy, I'm just getting kind of emotional with it. Um uh, <laughs> but uh you know uh Tammy Duckworth uh, uh yes. is, I was a flight surgeon. Uh, in the military, um, and, I, I, and I just um, I remember going across a bridge with her and, and, and presenting over the flag and all those kinds of things when she came back you know mm-hmm. after her ordeal. but what she sacrificed for this country was just tremendous, and people you know had to realize what um, what she went through, and uh, you, you cannot take any honor or anything away from what she 's done uh, for this country. Um, And, you know, also when you were talking, you know, you started making me think about uh, what's going on in the Ukraine. And I just want to thank you and the bipartisan congressional members who have uh, supported uh, President Zelensky uh, in the Ukraine and their efforts to to, to preserve democracy overseas. Uh, I I just applaud you all for what you've been doing. Uh, It's a very, very clear vision. Uh, I think that uh, the steps that are being taken by the administration right now are the right ones to keep us in the right path and the right uh, order. We sometimes take things for granted that you are doing. Uh, in this nation, uh, we—if we, uh, you don't have any skin in the game—sometimes you don't understand what the skin cost. <laughs> and uh, so, I, I just really uh, applaud you for what you're doing right now. And, and over there, also, you know, there were women who were leaving the country, and they had men who were re- remaining to fight. But now, women have been returning to join the ranks, and some women never left, and are also fighting on the front lines for democracy overseas.
1: Well, you know, the uh, Ukrainian military, you're absolutely right, has a large percentage of women fighters in it from the very beginning. Mm -hmm. And you're absolutely right. Now, civilian women who left are coming back to stand side by side uh, with civilian men and the United States military. Uh, I thank you for that. This is real unity. This is no party uh, difference. We are Americans as we stand for the Bellwether of democracy in Ukraine. Uh, I was in Lithuania when uh, the Russian Mm -hmm. troops began to come in. I was on the border of Lithuania and Belarus. I was, in fact, engaged with our soldiers who were in Belarus, uh, interacting with them, talking with them, encouraging them, and thanking them for their service. I love engaging with the military when we're overseas, and I've done it almost uh, every time that I've traveled, starting from 1995. Uh, when I traveled uh, into uh, the um, Bosnian War, which had not yet been signed or settled by the Dayton Peace treaty. And so we went in under the French flag into Bosnia, Croatia and the former Yugoslavia. Uh, and that was way back in 1995 uh, because I want to go and thank them personally, and that's what I was able to do. Uh, we were hoping uh, that Russia would stand down. There were 30 to 40,000 troops, Uh, There um, when we were there uh, in Belarus, Russian troops, we had been talking to a number of leaders uh, trying to see if uh, Putin uh, would not exercise um, his um, misdirected and misguided approach to Europe uh, and, in fact, start this war because it is his war. But we are united. And uh, as you well know, uh, the president just spent eight hundred million dollars in uh, very important weaponry. And at the same time, uh, we uh, listen intently, uh, as I was there, uh, to President Zelensky on Wednesday morning, and he has since spoken again, and we are listening. And again, I think at this point, we need the world to come together with China uh, mm-hmm. and to pressure Putin to get to the peace table. Mm-hmm. We need the world to come down on Putin now, Because what it appears to be is that he is now out of control and Mm -hmm. seemingly is bent on literally destroying um, Ukraine brick by brick, block by block, and human by human. And we just can't allow uh, his total destruction of this beautiful country. And so now I think the voices of the leaders have to be raised um, much louder and draw in whoever might be considered his ally. She, of course, is his uh, most strongest ally. And if he has any credibility, any interest in having any world presence, he will get Putin now uh, to get to the peace table.
0: You know, uh, Congresswoman uh, Shelia Jackson-Lee, I just have one request. And, uh, you know, maybe you can make a commitment to me. Uh, When they make a movie about your life, I want to go to the first showing uh, (laughs) because I'm thinking about all the things you're doing. And and it's about time that they start looking at what you've been doing uh, because you're just remarkable uh, what you have been doing for our nation and for for our veterans. And uh, I just can't applaud you enough for what you're, you've been doing. Um, and, you know, one of the things I thought about when you were talking is when uh, President Zizek, he said, I don't need a ride. Uh, give me ammunition. And uh, the first thing that came to my mind was that Hamilton, uh, you know, play. <laughs> yeah. When he said, show me where the ammunition is. And yeah. uh, that is a very, very strong, strong uh, leader, uh, you know, to have said what he said. And I, I just... Yep. We just have to applaud him for what kind of uh, substance he's made out of, too. And uh, as you said, the women in Ukraine for their resolve uh, to stand up for what's right. Uh, We saw we saw pregnant women, you know, uh, you know, senior citizens. We saw children being killed by this (laughs) devastating, evil uh, person that's in Putin. And I'm glad that people in uh, Russia are standing up for what's right, too. Because many of them are are uh, uh, you know Catholic uh, there th- several relig- you know religions represented there Islamic religion as well and you can't be a person or a follower of any religion that is of any worth uh, and still support someone who is just doing mass slaughter.
1: you are so right you're absolutely um, right on uh, and and mass slaughter and, and murder babies killing babies. No. So that's what I use. I I, I try to be as as depictive of what really happened as I possibly can. I'm going to say killing babies and seniors and disabled persons dead in the street or a mother with her two children um, hit dead in the street or a man, U.S. citizen, in the bread line or a thousand people in Maripal who are uh, trying to uh, flee and be in a bomb shelter and they get hit directly. Yeah. Uh, of 1,000 people, and they've only brought out 130, it just breaks my heart. It's got to stop. Um, as far as I'm concerned, Putin is on a rampage. Mm-hmm. He's not fighting a war. He's okay. on a rampage. Uh, and he doesn't care. Women, men, disabled, children, seniors, uh, he does not care. He's, they are on a rampage. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, all I can say is that we must stand strong with them. Um, and it is about uh, an autocracy versus a democracy. And here we are fighting for democracy, and we've got a willing leader. And you're right, tough as nails, uh, President uh, Vladimir Zelensky, uh, tough as nails. Uh, and um, he loves his people. Uh, he has given them uh, good guidance. Uh, he's encouraged them. He's stood with them. Uh, and frankly, I think that that is an enormous tribute to him uh, and to the people of Ukraine. They are standing there as strongly as they can.
0: Yes. And, you know, we have to also thank our corporations who have been falling in line by withdrawing their support, you know, uh, for Putin's uh, war machine. Uh, So we've had multiple corporations come, you know, back out and say, you know, we cannot stand in a country. And they've been actually following uh, President Biden's request and the congressional members request to divest from a country uh, leader that is, um, you know, an authoritarian uh, oligarch who does not care uh, about human life. And so we have to really applaud all of them as well. And we have about um, about. Uh, three to four minutes now to go, and I wanted you to, to really, uh, you know, to highlight what should we as uh, veterans be doing and the military itself to make sure that we're celebrating, honoring, empowering our uh, military women. You know, what direction should we be doing? Uh, should we be making sure that, uh, you know, we show that uh, the, the value of women in service uh, by what we do through our actions?
1: Well, thank you so very much. I do want to mention that uh, my longstanding legislation, the Violence Against Women Act, Mm -hmm. uh, which impacts women veterans uh, as they ease into, not ease into, move into civilian life, has finally been signed by the president. It's a major legislative initiative against sexual assault and against domestic violence, which is one of the most deadly aspects of family life. Uh, And then uh, I have a uh, buddy uh, legislation like the buddy on the field uh, that uh, provides resources for veterans to check on veterans. But I think when we think of women veterans, um, I think it is important um, to embrace them and all of the military veterans organizations that are post-United States, uh, their service, so post-United States military service, Um, and to be as concerned about uh, the veterans affairs addressing their needs and the Veterans Hospital, making sure that they have a strong commitment uh, to women's health. Uh, because, so, because for so long, um, there was not even a, a much attention paid to the fact that they were women veterans. And so women uh, can be uh, impressed by, or will be impressed, by their fellow soldiers, their fellow veterans, their male veterans, uh, who will speak up for them uh, and argue for them that they deserve equal services under this veterans, very weighty veterans uh, system. And then, of course, uh, to continue to engage with them as fellow soldiers uh, when they are out of the United States military. I think that's what they want. And legislation is passed. It's passed for all veterans. But we also realize, as I have done, on some of the women's health issues, that women veterans have particular needs, and we must address that. I want to close by saying Homelessness plagues all veterans, but you see women veterans, and it's a very sad circumstance. Many times they're away from uh, their family, many times they're mothers, and they have children, Uh, and many times it's because of addiction. So we just know that we need to make sure that veterans are in our eyesight and that we continue to work to improve their quality of life, because they they are the infrastructure, the bedrock of democracy in this country, and we should thank them. And they
0: should know it Oh, fantastic. I mean, you are really uh, hitting things that are uh, so uh, important I, I, I have to applaud you uh, for even uh, articulating that the way you did. Uh, this is really uh, something that people need to hear, and uh, we have a podcast that 's downloadable, so I hope, hope hope people listen to this and uh, you know th- th- uh, you know we are going into uh, a time period where we're going to need very, very strong leaders. And I am so honored and happy to have you as a leader in this country. Uh, what you're doing uh, for our veterans, what you're doing for Texas, what you're doing for our nation uh, is remarkable. And again, I want to be in that theater when they make that movie about your, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> life, <laughs> which I, I hope I'd see you in the front row, and I'll be, I'll probably be one of those rows, <laughs> but,
1: but I, I want to be you, there. <laughs> I, I'm just. I'm just your ordinary, humble servant, you, uh, you. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. that, that kind of you. But, you know, we're all in this together. We cannot uh, in any way uh, continue the American dream mm-hmm. if we're not all in the fight together, because there's so many forces trying to counter what this country was started on, even with its uh, difficult uh, beginnings of slavery and mm-hmm. the treatment of women and others even with that difficult beginning our constitution is still the strongest document in the world that indicates we the people uh, and of course we created the constitution to create a more perfect union and that's what i think about every single day
0: thank you for listening to america's heroes group podcast don't forget to subscribe so you won't miss an episode and for more details visit americashg.org